Today's gospel reading comes from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. And it reads, He was praying in a certain place, and after he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples, he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of, your, one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you anything, because he is, because he is your friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Let us pray. The Lord of our hearts, please speak through this simple earthly message with all of its flaws and faults and failings and let your message be an inspiration to us all. I ask that you hide me behind the cross and let only your light shine on us all. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations within our collective hearts be acceptable within thy sight O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. God meets all of our needs. God meets all of our needs. I wonder if the message from today's gospel lesson might have also been the inspiration for the classic song written by the Motown duo 
Nicholas Ashford and Valerie Simpson, better known as Ashford Simpson. Not the love ballad, but instead the title of their hit, You're All I Need to Get By. Okay, maybe this is a stretch on my part, Grant, it is one of my favorite songs. It has been performed by a number of musicians, and most notably by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. The song is one of those classic love songs where the singers portraying a loving couple sing about the many ways that their partner is being all that they need. Now, I know that Christ certainly predates the Motown sound of the 1960s. But when you look at the reading in the Gospel of Luke, we see Christ first showing his disciples how to pray, and then underscoring the reason for prayer, to pray to God, to pray to the one who is our all in all, to pray to the one who is Alpha and Omega, to pray to the one who will provide all that we need. When you think about all that God has done and is doing in our lives, it points to how we, as the faithful, believe that God will continue doing these things, providing what we need, being our help and our source of strength and joy going forward. For example, the world we live in is is designed to literally meet all of our needs. It provides food and water. It provides shelter. There are resources that can be used for comfort, for transportation, and a whole host of items that we can use to augment and better our lives. And this world has been designed to be sustainable. The air that we breathe is regenerated by some of the vegetation and plant life, transforming carbon dioxide back into breathable air. The land is also the perfect filter that can cleanse wastewater back into water that we can use to drink and to use for irrigation. Animal and plant life dies and eventually decomposes and becomes a fresh supply of enriched earth, what farmers and gardeners call compost. All this sounds good, however, we know that the way that we use our resources, our use of fossil fuels, how we have polluted the air and water, how deforestation has greatly impacted fresh air regeneration, the result of what is commonly referred to as climate change and global warming. We have disrupted the key cycles. Our way of life has impacted the effectiveness of what God has provided. We could spend seemingly hours on it discussing climate change, its impact, and how to address it. There are some really impressive corrective measures that are being devised and implemented in various areas all around the world, 
geared at curtailing, reducing, and addressing climate change. However, I think when it comes to solving issues such as climate change, or for that matter, any and all concerns that we might have, we should first talk with God. As with any issue, any concern, we should go to God in prayer. Just as Christ showed his disciples how to pray, how to pray for what is needed, we too are encouraged to do the same. Keep in mind that our talk with God, our prayers, are not limited to only what we need, because we can go to God in prayer at any time for a number of things. We lift up prayers for thanks and gratitude. We pray for forgiveness. We pray for wisdom for us to better understand subjects and issues that we might face. We really shouldn't worry about how we pray. Just simply pray. Just take some time and have a talk with God. If it's something that you might not feel comfortable doing, if it's not part of your daily routine, try taking a page from the African American spiritual, standing in the need of prayer. The opening line captures all you need to know. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. To state the obvious, God answers our prayers, each and every one of them. And the answers might not come when we expect them to, but they will come right on time. The answers to our prayers might not be what we want, but it most certainly be, will be what we need. The answers to our prayers might push us into areas that are unfamiliar, into situations that we might deem uncomfortable. But to that I say, trust in the Lord. And see if indeed these answers, these solutions and plans from the Almighty are truly something that will not harm us, but instead will be something for our good. What is equally important in lifting up our prayers is waiting and listening for God's answers. The United Methodist Church has had in some form or fashion an ongoing prayer for the last 50 years or so on how and if it should be truly welcoming and inclusive. This prayer about the church's position on welcoming our sisters and brothers from the LGBTQ community is similar to prayers from previous generations, those about welcoming women and people of color into the full life of the church at large. God's answer 
And every case has been a resounding yes. Every time we open our doors a little bit wider, life within the church improved. And we were drawn closer to where the Spirit was calling us to be the church for all of God's children. As we, as United Methodists, pondered how this call for us to be fully and truly welcoming will be answered, recognizing that some folk will be uncomfortable, and for others it will be a breath of fresh air and new possibilities. How we react to accept God's answer can influence how communities in and around this area and in so many other places, how those areas, how those communities will react. To that, and for all of our concerns as individuals and as this collective body of believers, I say, let's take it to God in prayer and let's see how God answers. Amen. Amen.